Hiya, how are you doing? It's good to see you all. Uh, it's good to be with you. Uh, my name's Sarah. I'm on the team here at St. Mungo's. So, identity. When we started this series, I'm a picture person. I don't know about you. I tend to see things in pictures. And when we started this series... Um, the, the picture in my head was of like the, the different bits of our identity being like individual strands, but that collectively made up our identity. But as the series has gone on, that picture has changed. And it looks a little bit more like this. It looks like a thick, wide, and strong identity cord where those different parts of our identity are woven together, are brought together into this strong, wide cord. And this morning, we are going to add another strand to the identity cord. And that strand is that we are not abandoned in him. In Jesus. And as I was uh, preparing uh, for the talk, it seemed natural to me, if we were looking at not being abandoned in Jesus, it seemed natural to me that we would look at abandonment. And in particular, I felt the Lord nudge me towards emotional abandonment. So that is what we're going to look at this morning. And I want to acknowledge that for some of us, that might be a hard tough topic to look at. So let me tell you what we're going to do this morning. So first of all, uh, we're going to ground ourselves in some scripture. We're going to ground ourselves and our identity in scripture and in the truth that we are not abandoned in him. Then we're going to uh, focus our attention on emotional abandonment, looking at where this might come from and how emotional abandonment might show up, might present itself in our lives today. And then we'll close by anchoring ourselves back into the truth of our identity as not abandoned and highlighting some of the truths about who God is as our promise-keeping Father. So... I'm aware that some of this stuff may highlight places, people, times when we have felt or indeed have been emotionally abandoned. And it may be that what is talked about this morning might press on old, current or active wounds. So a few things before we start. If this is a tough morning for you, and it might not be, but if it's a tough morning for you, please do go and speak to one of the pastoral team, uh, to myself, Wendy, Catherine, your house group leader, somebody you trust. Go and talk to them if, if this is a tough morning for you, okay? Uh, the second thing is, if it's a tough morning for you, do consider counseling. Do consider counselling uh, as a wise thing to do. We have, Wendy's already talked about it this morning. We have access to the uh, wellness centre, uh, our church uh, community outreach wellness centre counselling service. You can get the details off the website for, to contact them. And it may just be that having someone help you explore what might be brought up is a helpful thing to do and part of God's healing process for you. And finally, it's okay to cry. It's okay if we're emotional. Church, family, family can sometimes be a bit messy, especially when we talk about things like emotional abandonment and wounds. And that's okay. That's okay. 
Okay, let's crack on. So, let's ground ourselves in uh, some scripture. And I want to base this morning's talk off these two key promise verses. Matthew 28, 20 and John 14, 18. So, in John 14, 18, Jesus is in his last days on earth. He knows crucifixion is coming and he is reassuring the disciples that they'll not be left alone, that the Holy Spirit will come. And Jesus says this, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And in Matthew 28, 20, uh, Jesus is about to ascend. So he's been crucified, is uh, risen, he spent time with the disciples, and is now about to ascend. And this verse is part of the Great Commission. It's a very well-known verse. Um, and um, we read that these words are the last recorded words of Jesus in the book of Matthew before he, he, he goes up to heaven. And Jesus says this, be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Be sure of this. I am with you always. So these two verses are going to be the backdrop verses, the verses we ground ourselves in, our firm foundation as we explore emotional abandonment and not abandoned in him. Now, Matthew 28, 20 and John 14, 18 are not the only places in Scripture, in the Bible, that we're told that Father God is with us and will not leave us. And I want to remind us this morning that throughout the Bible, Father God assures us over and over and over again that he will not leave us, he will not forsake us, he will not abandon us. So you can go and Google God saying, I will, not, I, I will be with you, I will not leave you. In, in, go and Google that. There's hundreds of verses. I'm going to read a few to you now. Genesis 26, 24. Do not be afraid, I am with you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Judges 6, 15. And the Lord said to Gideon, but I will be with you. 1 Chronicles 28, 20. For the Lord God is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Psalm 23, 4. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Isaiah 7 14, behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. Haggai 1 13, I am with you declares the Lord. Hebrews 13 5, for he has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. Revelation 21 3, behold the dwelling place of God is with man. God himself will be with them as their God. Are you getting my point? Are you with me? Throughout the Bible, throughout Scripture from the beginning, God has been telling his people, I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not abandon you. From walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, to the pillars of cloud and fire in the wilderness, to the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle that went with the people of God, to Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, to the Holy Spirit living in us, 
the Father has demonstrated not only his desire to be with us, but the truth that he will not abandon us. Now, we can know this truth here, but not here, heart, soul, spirit. And one of the reasons uh, that that's the case is that we might have experienced, we might have lived abandonment from people in our lives. And often the most devastating emotional abandonment is when we are abandoned by our biological family. And that's because it has the power to break our heart, our spirit, and our sense of self-worth. Father Richard Raw says, the most, uh, he says this, sorry, Father Richard Raw says, most people translate their early authority figures, i.e. their parents, onto God. Most people translate their early authority figures onto God. And he goes on to say that many people have what he calls uh, as a father wound calling it the most universal psychological wound that human beings have. And I want to extend that to include a mother wound, as I believe that's another significant wounding that we can have. Now, Mark 14, 36, Jesus calls Father God Abba, Daddy, Papa. It's translated Daddy or Papa. And raw wonders if this father wound is one of the reasons why Jesus calls the father Abba. He wonders if Jesus knew that the father image needed to be restored, needed to be healed. And maybe for some of us, we live with the hurt and fear of being abandoned emotionally, perhaps repeatedly, by those closest to us. But what do I mean by emotional abandonment? Well, as a counselor, uh, one of the counseling theories that really interests me is attachment theory. Uh, attachment theory is about how we attach to our primary caregiver, usually our parents, as a child. It's about how that way of attaching impacts us now. And as I was preparing for the talk, it felt to me that attachment theory is interwoven with emotional abandonment. So what I'm going to do is give you, give you a two-minute skim-the-surface overview of attachment theory not just because I like it, <laughs> which I do, but because I actually think it would be it's going to really helpful for us uh, just to, it'll give us some insight into emotional abandonment, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so attachment theory states that there are insecure attachments and a secure attachment. And there are two types, two main types of insecure attachment. Ambivalent attachment and avoidant attachment. The terminology doesn't, 
terminology doesn't matter. You don't need it. That's what's important is the, the explanation that we're going to look at. So when thinking about emotional abandonment, ambivalent attachment might look like a parent being inconsistent in their emotional connection to us. Sometimes they're there for us. Sometimes they're responsive to our needs. And sometimes they're not. Ambivalent attachment. And when thinking about emotional abandonment and avoidant, uh, avoidant attachment might look like a parent being unable. They are unable to emotionally connect to us. They saw our pain, our need, but for numerous reasons were unable to meet that need. They were, and maybe they are, unresponsive to us. Avoidant attachment. Now, before all the parents in the room think that we've scarred our kids, let me just say something to you, okay? Let me give you a little bit of, some, a little bit of hope. Uh, what's important to notice about ambivalent and avoidant attachment styles is that there's no follow-up. There's no uh, connection. There's no emotional reconnection. There's no repair to the relationship. For example, emotional connection or repair might look like, I'm sorry I got that wrong. It might look like, I didn't do that very well, I'm sorry. It might look like, I'm sorry mummy and daddy missed that. I'm sorry that I didn't see that you needed me. What do you need now? That's what the repair, the reconnection emotionally might look like. And that's the bit that's missing in ambivalent and avoidant attachments. That, and that never comes. That's what's missing. And that's what gives rise to emotional abandonment. Or can give rise to emotional abandonment. So let me share what, uh, some encouragement about what attachment says about secure emotional attachments. Secure emotional attachment can look like this. A parent being able to meet our needs as best they could, as best they can. There are no perfect parents. We know that. So sometimes there were uh, emotional disconnects, but the security comes. The abandonment doesn't appear. It doesn't arise because the connection and the repair always, always comes. Always comes. Secure attachment. And it's that emotional reconnect. It's that emotional repair. That's the important bit. So we can begin to see how emotional abandonment can appear within our lives. Now... Whatever way emotional abandonment uh, comes, there are numerous ways it can show up, it can present in our lives today. There's numerous ways we, it, can, it can appear. And I'm going to briefly mention two. Okay? So the first way is belonging versus fitting in. So I've recently read Brené Brown's book, Brave in the Wilderness, which is all about belonging. And in it, she writes this. Belonging, there's a next slide for this, Steve, actually perfect, thank you. Belonging is the innate human desire 
to be part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in. Belonging is an innate human desire because we're made in the image of a triune God. Three persons in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Each in perfect unity, connection and belonging with each other. And we're made in his image. So you see, when we are emotionally abandoned by our family, by those closest to us, uh, our desire to belong drives us to seek it elsewhere. However, often the last place we go is Father God. We search for belonging, but we settle for fitting in. And fitting in is a counterfeit experience of belonging. We were created and designed for belonging. Fitting in is a counterfeit experience. Have we settled for fitting in? And the second way emotional abandonment can show up in our lives today is living with the constant question, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I good enough to belong? Am I enough to be loved? Am I good enough to be cared for? Am I good enough to be wanted? Am I good enough to not be rejected? Am I good enough to be liked? Is what I do good enough? Is my opinion good enough? Is my work good enough? Am I good enough for Abba? Am I good enough for Abba? Again, Brené Brown talks about the stories that we create for ourselves. And she uses the sentence, the story I tell myself is dot, dot, dot. And we fill in the blanks when we don't fully know or understand what's going on. We fill in the blanks when fear creeps in. We fill in the blanks when we're emotionally abandoned. And when emotional abandonment uh, is our story or part of our story, we can tell ourselves, I am not enough for my parent to be there for me. That's one of the stories we can tell ourselves. And then as Father Richard Raw says, we can transfer that story onto Father God. And that gives us a skewed view of the Father. It gives us a skewed view of our identity. You see, emotional abandonment is rooted. It's rooted in fear. And as we know, that is one of Satan's most used weapons against us. So we have to come against that. Because the truth is that to all those questions, am I good enough to be loved? Am I good enough to be wanted and not be rejected? To all those questions, Abba replies, I love you deeply. 
Romans 5, 8. I value you highly. Matthew 10, 31. I chose you. 1 Peter 2, 9. I planned for you. For you, carefully, Ephesians 1, 4 and 5, I called you by name, you are mine. Isaiah 43, 1, I created you fearfully and wonderfully. Psalm 139, 14, our identity as a beloved child who is not abandoned is rooted and safe only in him. Only in him. And how can we be sure that Father God will not abandon us? Well, one of my favorite verses to answer that is Colossians 1.27. And this is the secret. Listen up, there's a secret coming. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. He will not abandon us because he lives in us. Let me remind you of our John 14, uh, 18, John 14, verse 18, one of our key verses. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And in verses 16 and 17 in this John passage, Jesus makes it clear to the disciples, to us, they will not leave us. He says this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. You know him because he lives within you now and later will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus lives in us. Because of Jesus, we are adopted into his family. Because of Jesus, we belong to him. And as beloved children of Abba Father, as beloved children of Daddy God, he gives us the promised Holy Spirit to live in us. A demonstration of his great, great love for us and that he will not abandon us. And as we hold our experiences of our earthly parents, good, bad, and everything in between, I want to speak over us today that he is our promise-keeping father. who uh, He will never leave you. He will never reject you. He's not angry or mad or distant at you. I want to speak over you that he's not vindictive. He's not emotionally unstable. He's not emotionally unavailable. He has no needs that you need to fulfill for him. I want to speak over you that he is attentive to you. He likes you. He loves you. His heart is tender towards you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He has your name written on his hand. And he sent Jesus so you could know, you and I could know him as Abba. And as we close, I'm going to invite the band to come back up. And in a moment, I'm going to invite the prayer ministry team to head out 
to the sides. Um, but before that, I'm, I just want to encourage you, if the Holy Spirit has been bringing things up for you this morning, please do come for prayer ministry. But I also want to encourage you to think about counseling. If stuff's, if stuff's been brought up, stuff's a good word, stuff's been brought up, please think about counseling. Can I just demyth this whole thing that counseling is only if you're really messed up? Do you know what I mean? If you're totally like lost the plot. That is totally untrue. Counseling is the most healthy, in my opinion, the most healthiest thing you can do. And I think it's a godly pursuit. I think God works both and. I think God works through prayer ministry. He can speak and move and act and heal and restore us emotionally, physically right now. Absolutely. But I also think God takes us on a healing journey. And sometimes we need a little bit of help for that journey. And that can look like counseling. For me, often in prayer ministry, something gets opened up. Something that's been locked or closed, God opens up. And then my experience has been in counseling, Jesus and I go on a healing journey together. It's a godly pursuit. So if the band would like to come up, that would be wonderful. And I'm going to ask the prayer ministry team to to step out to the sides And I'm going to invite you to stand if you'd like to, and I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you that you are our perfect Father. You are our perfect Father. We thank you for the truth that you will not abandon us. That you are with us, you are with us, you are with us. Hmm. And as a, just during the worship, I was asking God if there was a word or something that he might just want to say. And uh, I just sensed that God was saying, maybe for one maybe for two of us, maybe for none of us, but I'm just going to offer it, that the Lord Lord was saying, there's freedom for you from this. Emotional abandonment can sometimes keep us bound and tied because of the fear. And I felt the Lord say that maybe maybe for one, maybe for two, I don't know, emotional abandonment is not your story. I felt like he wanted you to hear this morning that emotional abandonment is not your story, that he is. That he's your story, and it's a story of freedom. Father God, we bless you. We love what you do. Holy Spirit, would you come now? Would you come now? Maybe just in a moment of quiet, if there's some things that have just been brought up, maybe just offer them. (laughs) Gather your courage. Gather your courage and maybe in in a moment of quiet as we wait on the Spirit, just offer them to, to the Father. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. We love you. We welcome you. We trust you, Holy Spirit. Father God, 
would you come and heal our emotional wounds? Maybe this is a moment in that we're lying in the sand where you unlock something or release something or begin a healing journey that we need to walk on with you. Would you do that this morning? Come and heal us, Lord. Come and heal us, Lord. So emotional abandonment is not our story. You are. We're going to worship. And if if there's something that has resonated this morning, do make your way out to see the prayer ministry team. Prayer ministry team, we're just praying that God would heal emotional abandonment in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.